Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Sister Lindsay. Sister. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're watching this podcast, I thought I came on here looking kind of cute. Van told me I look like I'm going to church. I'm headed to a premiere after this. I'm I'm dressed, ready to go. I'm going to go change. Sister Lindsay, go go change. Why would you going to church mean that you don't look good? You look no lovely, because it's like more conservative. I, yeah, I, I want to look like you want to cool. dazzle. You want to dazzle. I don't want to dazzle. You want to dazzle? <laughs> I'm Rachel. I'm Sister, Rachel. I'm on the red Sister, carpet. Sister I'm Lindsay. Rachel. <laughs> Brother <Lindsay>. Lathan. <laughs> Brother Lathan. I look like Brother Lathan right now with how fat I am. <laughs> this is the way all the niggas in church look. They come over and it's like. Hey, it's like they all and they always like at the churches I was at, it was so much food related. Everything was about food. It was food, 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 food. Is that how you felt? I mean, I guess you go to the fellowship hall and afterwards they but not every Sunday. There wasn't a serving every Sunday. Fried fish. People would save their wackest fried chips, fried fish for the fish that they had at church. I'll come to people's (laughs) houses and I'll be like, This ain't the fried fish that y'all served at the church because this shit is bomb and that shit is whack. And it seems the like the fact we used to eat all that food. All the is time. Gross enough. All the time. We used to eat it. Guess what? I just learned what? something that puts into context something for me. So fucking <laughs> so fucking much. Trudy Joseph is full of shit. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. She's full of shit. <laughs> no, she's Trudy's not. full of shit, guys. I'll be honest with you. Why am I full of shit? Because you've been talking a lot of shit on the podcast. And you've been saying, hey, I'm this and I'm ready for war and I'm that. You even once said on the podcast, you even said the words, I fight. You said that. <laughs> and it was a lie. Because before we started taping, Rachel, Trudy, let it be known that she has never in her suburban ass sheltered life Don't had a it. fist fight. You have never been in a fight. So all of that shit you talking is some wild bullshit. Oh my God, where's Kalika? I cut deep with my tongue. That's what Trudy. I cut deep. Jesus, whoa. I cut deep with my tongue. Ooh. Whoa. I like that man. Nobody <laughs> asked you how deep you can get with your tongue. Whoa. Trudy. Please change your word choice. Jesus. Trudy, Trudy. I can't Trudy, believe you've never been in a fight. Not no, even I. Rachel, you've been in a but fight. I have, Look at her. Of well, course you've been in a I fight. Have, Slick ass mouth. Like, yeah. I gotta, Rachel, I gotta, I've been in a fight and I've been jumped. So uh, like, Rachel got jumped. <laughs> in the bathroom at a strip club. And why? Because I was running my mouth. Running your slick my, ass mouth. <laughs> and my friends were all in the stalls when it happened. So everybody came out fighting. You, she told this story in Vegas, right? No, we were in Dallas. Oh, in Dallas. Oh, why? didn't I feel like, didn't you get in the fight in Vegas too? It's possible. You- but not that, I can re- <laughs> not that I can remember. But But I will say all of my fights have happened in the club. Rachel Lynn Lindsay. I just would have never yeah. thought. I thought we were on the yeah, same so don't judge, don't judge don't judge a book by, by its, its cover. cover. 
What you mean? Just cause, just cause, not everybody pussy like you. By the way, don't that's, that's, no, that's not that's hold, not hold it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. That's actually not true. You are not a pussy, and I'll say that because pussies are very strong, very durable, <laughs> and can go through and withstand a lot, and they can dominate. You are balls. Balls are weak. Easily, they they shrink up <laughs> at the first sign of trouble. <laughs> they, they like 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 they're sensitive. Trudy is balls. You're Ooh, not pussy. Can I, I, just, I, I, I apologize to pussy for calling you that. Can I just put it out there? I've never, it's like I've had the opportunity and then my friend jumped in and she's like no. six foot. And so that no. was- Trudy, you got to no. fight through you that. Still gotta you got to fight you through still it. Gotta get, you I still got to get busy. You still got to get busy. Trudy. Trudy, I've had you friends still hold me back. Yes. I've had men hold me back. You fight through it. You, you gotta get busy to, still. Connect, you connect. Yeah. Talk about my friend jumped in. I don't fuck that. You still gotta get busy. You still gotta get busy, Trudy. I, in, in middle school, like I was best friends with the bullies. So it was just, I, it was like I was a maid man. Trudy. I was, I was a maid man. Trudy. You were one of the best friends with the bully? Yeah, that's, you were a bully. I'm going to be honest with you, Trudy. If you've never had a fight, that means you back down. You've backed down at least five times. That's not true. Nobody, nobody has. So to everybody out there, I mean, now I feel like I'm at big age. I'm too, I'm too old to fight. At your big age? Yes, you can't fight at 27. <laughs> no, it's it's not that you're too old it's to fight. You should, you, yeah, should, you should stop fighting once you get to a certain level of like you shouldn't be fighting if you look you know, but you you, you know, it's not that you're too old. You could still have a fight, but you're just not I mean has, it's not in you. Donnie? Donnie? Donnie, yeah, have you been in I, a fight? I've been in two fights. Uh okay. but they're like very so, far apart. Once in preschool and once when I was uh, like a junior Donnie, in high school. Donnie, preschool, preschool doesn't count. It does. Preschool. <laughs> I, I'm adding it to preschool. my legend. Preschool Ooh. doesn't count. I'm sorry, so Donnie. Good. If you can I, remember you know it, it counts. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Preschool definitely doesn't count. And that's so wild that you brought that up. You said he's like preschool. <laughs> he's reaching. He's reaching. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I actually envy y'all. That you guys have either the self-control or you grew up in neighborhoods where you didn't have to like constantly fight all the time. There was just no way growing up in South Baton Rouge that somebody, they was just, even just to see, just to see what's up, they're going to fight. Just to see. Like, hey, let's just see if this nigga will do it. And then you, if you get whooped or whatever, they was just, they, they just, at some point they're looking at you and they just, let's just see what's up with him. Let's just see. And then you got to fight. And when I, don't get me wrong, exactly when I came, what when, when my, when we moved to California for the little time we were in California, I was like in a fucking gladiator academy because I wasn't from here. They tried me every day till I had to put some pelts up on the wall to, to make friends. Oh, this big country ass nigga. I was bigger than them. And I had to put, I remember I, I had to put in some work. And, you know, you get to high school and then you have organized fights where it's like five on five and all of that stuff. But like, I'm, I'm happy, I never had I'm an organized fight. No, but well, I, just, I, just got jumped, people try me because I got, ju- I did get jumped. Yeah, so they I, were organized I, and you I weren't. I did, right. I did. I was definitely not not in my right mind. It was at strip club, it was not okay. Uh, but the other times, that was not the case. And I will say that people definitely tried me as I got older because of the way I talked, because of the school that I went to. 
And uh, people came at me all the time. That's why my mom wouldn't let me go to the neighborhood school because she said I would I wouldn't be okay. That she was probably right. All she of that right. shit talking. That's okay, Trudy. You know who to stand behind if it goes down. Period. I'm you hear me, Rachel? Cause she got hands. You hear me? But that's not oh, an invitation yeah. for people to come try me, though. I don't want. I don't, this is not That'd an invitation. So this is so not funny. an so invitation. I just you on a red card. Where you go fight No, I got. I got now. Now it's too. It's this is before I had any kind of platform. Truly, I'm glad the truth about your privileged black black background is coming out, so now we know how to separate fact from fishing about you. Don't don't a, a lot, play me. I'm from the city, not the suburbs. Don't do it. What city? Springfield. You're from the city of Springfield? Yes, but like the city. Like, I don't, there's not even really like, like, niggas don't care. Niggas, man, shout out Springfield. I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna diss Springfield. I'm from Forest Park. Niggas know. Niggas know about Forest Park. That's me. Trudy. Oh, oh, oh. Trudy. Even when you say the N word, it doesn't, it doesn't sound right now. (laughs) So, so here's the deal. By the way, I am in no way saying this has nothing to do with being black. I have no way saying that being violent or fighting, is a rite of passage in being a young black person. I'm not saying that at all, just so people don't know, because, you know, anytime I come with a non-woke statement, everybody gets up in arms. But I will say this. You had to fight where I was from, nigga. i never forget. We was in California. Ask Ebony. Hold on for a second. Hold on. I call Ebony right now. Ask Ebony right now. A, a whole neighborhood of girls. Fought you? Came to the door for Ebony. A whole neighborhood of girls came to the came to the front door for Ebony. The whole neighborhood came to the front door for Ebony. This is a true story in California, in Inglewood, York Avenue. The whole neighborhood came to the door. Like Why? a bunch of Call girls Ebony. came out there because because like something had happened at school. Ebony caught the girl, beat the shit out the girl. Not playing around. Not playing. You know what I'm saying? Not fucking playing. I had to fight Dwayne. I had to fight Jerome. I had to fight all of these niggas. These niggas were my friends. DJ, <laughs> I had to fight these guys. It was bad. Like, mom was concerned. She was like, yo, are you doing something wrong? I'm like, you're doing something wrong for moving us out here in the height of the gangster rap era. Who moves to California in 91? Big you know country. Like, as if, as if, who, like, like, who, like, well, think about how crazy my parents are. Like, it's like, who moves to, it was 1990, we moved there. Who sees colors? And then it goes, that's where we gonna move. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, mom? I mean, how Good long job, did y'all stay? Rest in peace. Two years after the riots, dad was like, bing bong, we out. <laughs> we literally left a, re- a week after the riots. Last episode of the Cosby Show, too. Two things that happened that were monumental. The riots, and then it was the last episode of the Cosby Show. The Cosby Show came on. Will did we know? <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> Little did we. <laughs> you want to fight? You want to fight? Stop. Change the subject. <laughs> did you go to Did you go to Coachella? I did not. I did not. We did quite the opposite. We went to Newport. A Newport Beach. How was that? It was cool. I never been. I just wanted to get away, do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. Me and Pelican me, Hill? Brian and Copper. No, no, me, Brian mm-hmm. and Copper. Where did we stay? Yeah, where'd y'all go? We were at uh, Balboa Bay. <gasps> the Balboa Peninsula. Is this a thing? You went to the wedge. 
Is this a thing? Oh, I love the Balboa Peninsula. Yes, this tell is... me all about it. What happened? Did well, you get the frozen custard, the frozen banana situation? No, because I'm picky and I can't handle all of that. But no, it was. we didn't do much at all because we weren't there that long. We might have been there for like 30 hours. But we went. We just, you know, like walked the beach, drove around. I had never been to Orange County like that before, just driving through it. Um, just like went to a local tavern, watched the games. Um Went, did some shopping, walked around with Copper. He loved it. Copper loved it. But I'm going to tell you something about the Balboa Bay Resort. Go. Peninsula, the way. So you know how, like, I like to walk around, especially like a, a historic hotel or whatever. Walk around, look at the pictures, see who, who's been there, who's not. It's like one of those places. They got the black and white pictures up of who's been there. And I'm looking at the pictures. Mm-hmm. Nobody black. No niggas, yeah. And it's an, but it's just as as great of a time as I had there. It's just an immediate reminder that there was a time we didn't belong, that we weren't allowed. There was a time. It just, but that's that's all I can think. Like now, they're over here celebrating. They're over here celebrating all these great great people who've come through here, and they're proud of it. But nobody was black. Nobody was of color. I don't know. It's just a reminder. That's the only thing I could think about. I'm like, man. You know it to be the case, but then it was memorialized through the hallways that we weren't allowed to be there. Other than that, that it was a great time. You're Hmm? thinking about that while you were there with Copper and Brian? I did. Telling you, man. That's the that's the kind of stuff. See, that's that's what we talk about when we talk about being black. People don't understand. People don't understand it. It's it's hard. We can't turn it off. It's tough. Uh, so I want to read you something. I want you to tell me who said this quote. I believe in white supremacy until the blacks are educated to a point of responsibility. I'm just supposed to pick some random white person. You can give yeah, me just hand? tell me who just just who you think who you think would have said something like that. Published in Playboy in May 1971. I believe in white supremacy until the blacks are uh, until the blacks are educated. To the point of responsibility. John Wayne. It's John Wayne. Was that okay. right? Yes, it's John Wayne. Oh, I just You're the fucking man. I just literally, I was going to say Ronald Reagan, but then you said yeah. 1971 and I was like, John Wayne. John mm, Wayne. Okay. Okay. The airport in Santa Monica, the airport in Orange County, uh, in Santa Ana, is the John Wayne Airport. Mm. So, does it mean that it's racist in Orange County? That means that that legacies everywhere and every place that we go are complicated with the fact that uh, nobody ever wanted us to be where we are. So the reality about where you stayed at in Newport, as nice as the wedge is, and I love the wedge. I love the wedge. I love to watch the guys surf over at the wedge because that's where the big waves come, mm-hmm. you know, right there. But by Boyle Peninsula, the wedge is gnarly. Uh, but you are never supposed to be staying there. They didn't like build that hotel for you to stay. You know, that like they built yep. that hotel for for people who thought that we had to be educated to a point of responsibility. And what is that point? Who decides that? If that is a, that thought right there from an American hero, John Wayne, you think that that's an antiquated old timey thought? And perhaps it is. It was a long time ago. That's 50 years ago. Right. However, think about that. Think about that. Someone formulated a thought about whether or not they were better than someone. Think about as a black person, if you've ever had that thought. 
if you've ever had the thought that another race of people should be controlled in this way until right. this, right? <laughs> that's nuts. So when you were there, Rachel, the people that made that hotel back in the day, they didn't expect you would be there. That's why we oh. gotta, gotta double down. You know, you gotta and come in and wear re- koofies, Malcolm X hats. Okay, I wasn't doing yeah. that. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. But uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a reminder. How was your weekend? It was cool. Okay. Birthday. Birthday happened. Um, I made a pina colada. Homemade pina coladas. Virgin uh, or out. with alcohol? Well, you know, no. Why like do people why, why would I make a virgin pina colada? How, I don't how prevalent know. Is that? I just don't know people to just make pina coladas at home. Well, if you're making a pina colada at home, wouldn't you make it non-virgin? <laughs> I don't know. Can't you just buy it already made? Can't you just pour Not a pina really. colada? It doesn't, okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't it doesn't know. Taste as good that way. You don't like a pina colada? I mean, it's a little. It's a little too sweet for me. You're too tough for a pina colada, aren't you? No, Rachel? I'm not. I just like my head a little harder. God damn. I'm you just... sound like fucking Ice Cube when you said that. <laughs> you I like mine to hit a little harder. What is this? What's going on here? This is the, like is, Trudy's never had a Trudy's never had a fight, and all of a sudden Rachel is motherfucking the hardest chick. Rachel, we didn't even notice. Rachel's the hardest chick on earth. Rachel's no, exploits. We've underplayed Big Rachel on this. We've this is what we've done. We've overplayed Trudy. Skanks and underplay your drinks. I like my drinks to hit a little harder. What do you like to drink? Everclear? What's your favorite okay. drink? Okay. Do people still drink Everclear? No. I haven't seen I it mean, in years, but also I haven't I like a, like a Don Julio in 1942. I like a Casamigos. Um, you know, if we're sticking around tequila. I like a Tito's vodka. Tito's vodka. Uh, I like Crown. But you know, I love Crown. You know, I love Crown too. You don't like uh like sweet drinks. I prefer not to. I love a sweet drink. Was it frozen? Well, I made it. So it was like it's like you take ice, coconut cream, pineapple juice, and then two types of rum. And then frozen pineapples. You blend it yeah, together see, and you got it's the too cold. pina colada. It's too, too cold, cold for me. Like it I get brain freeze on drinks like that. Oh, so I, I don't I like to stay too. away from Stay away from that. But okay, you There's had a pina colada. Okay, you cool. made yourself yeah. some drinks. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm about to become, I think I'm about to become a mixologist. I think I'm going to be I think learn how to make special it drinks. I think too far. You just Why? made, you only made a pina colada. You know, <laughs> what do I have to do? Like, but I'm saying what, you act like, like what you do I have to do? Drink. Can I live, nigga? Like, 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 like what? <laughs> Yes, you can. But you can I live? You want to be a mixologist now? Can I? Like, can I? It's like, right? I made one drink, and I said I want to be a mixologist. I didn't say I am a mixologist. I said (laughs) I want to be one. I would like to be a mixologist in the the future. Like, it was fun making a drink, and I want to make another one. You know what? You right. Shit on my little dreams. You know what? I apologize. If you want to oh try us to mix some drinks, I'd be more than happy to try them. I want bartenders from uh I want thought warrior, thought bar warriors. I'm trying to think of a way. I think I'm trying to think of a cooler name. Thought tenders. I want thought tenders. Tenders. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, thought bartenders, thought thought warriors who are bartenders who are mixologists. <laughs> I want you guys to help me get started on my amateur mixology. Give me some staples. What do you feel like? Would what do you feel like some staples should be if you're gonna be like a mixologist at home? Like if you're gonna do your own thing? What like what what would some staples be? I don't know because I'm a boring drinker. You know, it's either shots yeah. or like a tequila soda. You got to go with those names like what like a lemon drop. A lemon uh, drop. Pink panties. Uh, pink sex panties, on the uh, beach. Uh, uh, Long Island, Long Island iced, iced tea. tea. Long Island uh, iced tea. But what were them hoods like a like a hurricane? Her oh Jesus Christ! You know what we're gonna do? <laughs> we should have an all hurricane party. We should have an oh. all hurricane Incredible Hulk party. We should have a party. Incredible where, Hulk, yeah. Where it's just can you even still get Amaretta? Not Amaretta. It wasn't Amaretta. No, it was, it was hypnotic. It was Alize. Oh, it was hypnotic. That's Alize. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? But we all did it. No, 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 no. A couple of years ago, we had a nine nine two thousands party, and I'm mad oh, that we. I'm mad that we did not have the drinks. Mm-hmm. So listen, Kalika and I are talking about planning something, and I'm going to go ahead yeah. and add that to the mix. Hurricanes, hurricanes, hurricanes. And, and but I want like Alize, Amaretta Sours, all those, those drinks. Oh my gosh, Mad Dog E and J, E and J. All of these drinks, <laughs> all of these are drinks. The drinks that will make you fight unless you're Trudy, and then you have people fight your battles for you. Okay, um, we have to we have to take a break. We're gonna be back on the other side with the big deal of the day. If you love the trees, the birds, and the bees, and anything else on this planet then you know that saving it is really, really important. That's why this Earth Day, on April 22nd, Spotify is launching the Climate Action Hub. The Climate Action Hub will be a space on the platform dedicated to all things climate action. From podcasts to music playlists, it'll have everything you need to learn more about the state of climate change globally, how it's affecting different parts of our planet, and intersectional perspectives on how to get involved to cool our planet. Head over to Spotify.com backslash climate action to learn more or search climate action in the Spotify search bar. Okay, uh, South Carolina. We're in South Carolina where a South Carolina death row inmate has chosen the firing squad. Death row inmate in South Carolina, set to be executed later this month, has chosen to die by firing squad rather rather than the electric chair. Richard Bernard Moore has spent more than two decades on the state's death row after he was convicted of killing a convenience store employee in 1999. Circuit judge had said his execution for 2002, but prosecutors said at the time they expected years of appeals. Two decades later, Moore said to be executed on April 29th, the first person to be put to death in South Carolina since 2011. He has chosen death by firing squad. Hmm. South Carolina law states the death row inmates must choose their method of death 14 days before their execution date. What a chilling proposal. A law passed by the legislature in 2021 makes death by electric chair the default method if an inmate refuses to make a selection. Uh, The new law was prompted by the decade-long break, which corrections officers attribute to an inability to procure the drugs needed to carry out lethal injections. In a written statement, Moore said he didn't concede that either method was legal or constitutional, but that he more strongly opposed to death by electrocution and only chose a firing squad because he was required to make a choice. Uh, There's a situation here. Uh, Number one, thinking about a man dying by being shot to death in 2022 is just (laughs) almost inhumane. 
<laughs> um, question now. He chose it. Does that at all change your perception of this? No, because he doesn't have a choice. I mean, he, he chose it, but at the same time, he also doesn't have a choice. So he's in one of the states that have um, the death penalty, 38 of them, I believe. His only option is the is to be electrocuted or a firing squad. The fact that he doesn't even have the option of lethal injection, not that that's any better, because I personally am not for the death penalty. We've talked about this before. Not that that's any better, but it is this idea that, oh, if you if it happens this way, it's less painful, even though there's been mounting evidence that people have been suffering excruciating pain through executions, which is why they've they've halted in in a few states. But does he have a choice? I mean, he's been sentenced to death. So the fact that he has to choose how he dies doesn't seem like much of a choice to me. Would you rather be electrocuted or shot to death? Both are inhumane, in my opinion. I personally do not understand how this exists under the Eighth Amendment. I don't understand how this isn't cruel and unusual punishment. I don't understand that. I really, really don't. I don't understand how we can get around that with that. Even with lethal injections, do you know the history of lethal injections? Because I just I would found like to. Out. I would. I would like to know now. Okay, this <laughs> this is all I know. The person who created it started in Oklahoma, and the person who created it had was a medical examiner who had no experience in anesthesia or pharmacology, and then Texas adopted their own thing, and now it's what's used in. I want to say. It's not all 38 states. I'm not sure which all states have it. But the fact that the person who created it has no experience in it, the fact that even, what is it? The, um, whoever it is, oh, the American Veterinary Medical Association doesn't even believe that lethal injection should be used on dogs and cats, says a lot. Yet we're using it on human beings. I just don't understand any of this. But this is coming from a person who who doesn't really believe in the death penalty. I have so, made exceptions, but I really don't believe. I really don't believe in it. Okay, what are the exceptions? Before I go into this, this guy, what are, what are the exceptions for you? I mean, there's just it's not exceptions. It's just like certain things. I'm just like that person. Just, just. Rachel? I don't want to say deserves to die, but they just. I just they don't. They don't need to be here. I don't want to. No, I'm not. I'm not going there. I you already exposed my that. fighting nature. I've already Rachel, exposed my fighting nature. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you can't do that. Either it's no death penalty or the this, death then penalty it's no. Is if cool. that's a choice, it's no death penalty. Then it's okay. no death penalty. No death penalty. Never. It's never okay. And that's a tough one, right? It is it's a tough one, but I just not tough don't for me. Believe in in the way we execute people. It's just that I I'm I don't believe in it. I just don't. Okay, so Richard Bernard Moore, uh, his 1999 crime. Uh, prosecutors said that Moore entered the store looking for money to support his cocaine habit and got into a dispute uh, with Mahoney, who drew a pistol that Moore wrestled away from him. Um, so Richard, uh, he goes into the place. He uh, He's trying to rob somebody. The guy pulls a pistol. Richard Moore wrestles the pistol away. Uh, Mahoney pulled a second gun and a gunfight ensued. So Mahoney had two different guns on him. Um, Mahoney shot Moore in the arm and Moore shot Mahoney in the chest. Prosecutors said Moore left a trail of blood through the store as he looked for cash, stepping stepping twice over Mahoney. At the time, 
Moore claimed that he acted in self-defense after Mahoney drew the gun first. Moore supporters have argued that his crime doesn't rise to the level of a death penalty offense. His appeals lawyers have said that because Moore didn't bring a gun into the store, he couldn't have intended to kill someone when he walked in. This is the problem with the death penalty right here. The problem with the death penalty, number one, the number one problem is that the state should not have the authority uh, to kill an American. They just shouldn't. The state shouldn't just get to decide who who lives or dies and what crime arises to that. I understand that people, some people don't agree with me with that, um, but it is what it is. Not only do I think that this guy doesn't deserve the death penalty, I think that you can make a, a strong argument that this is a parole situation. That with all due respect for the family, of the man that was killed in this situation for all due respect for the family of the man that was killed in this situation. This does not seem like the crime that gets somebody life in, in prison. This also does not seem like the, the type of crime that gets somebody the death penalty. He did not bring a gun into the store. He didn't have the gun into the, he definitely was out to commit a crime. No doubt about it. He was a drug addict and his addiction was forcing him to do something um, that was criminal and fucked up. No doubt about it. But he goes in there, guy pulls the gun, he pulls the gun away, the guy pulls another gun, now they're shooting at each other. He gets shot, the other guy gets shot. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal eagle. And I haven't gone through the details of this case, but this seems like a manslaughter situation to me. And it seems like a mass, and even if it is a murder situation, it doesn't seem like the, the type where you put somebody in jail for the rest of their life. And it certainly doesn't seem like the type in which somebody gets the death penalty. And that's the problem with the death penalty. The problem with the death penalty is if you're going to kill someone but by, by the hand of the state, there, ha- there seems like there should be something that you're sure about. And how could you be so sure that you're going to kill somebody? It it's 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 inhumane. It's wrong, and it it oftentimes leads us to this intellectual and emotional gray area that we can't legislate ourselves out of. And that's where we are right here with this case. I I gotta go back. You know, I, I looked at as much of this as I could. I like I don't have the case files or anything like this, but this seems a little nuts to me. To me, when I read that he was going to choose firing squad before I knew that there was that that his only choice was was between the electric chair and um, this firing squad. My thought was he's trying to make a statement. Which I still somewhat believe. It's jarring to hear that someone is going to be. Shot at by a firing squad, which also I'm like, who's pulling the trigger? How many people are shooting? Like, this just just seems so wild that if you were like, did this happen in 2022, this time or this time, you would never think that in 2022, this was still happening. I almost feel like he's making a statement by choosing this because we've been, (sighs) what's the word I'm looking for? We hear so much about the electric chair that we almost don't think about it as harshly as we do a firing squad because you don't hear about that anymore. Same thing with lethal injection. But to hear about a firing squad, I almost feel like he's bringing attention to an issue 
that needs attention brought to it. Mm. Like, I don't want to call him a martyr, but I feel like he's doing this with intent to bring attention to this situation. What a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible predicament to find your life in to choose the way that you die. It's weird. It's weird. The death penalty has been shown that it's not a, it's not a deterrent. Uh, you might think that the death penalty is less expensive than life in prison without parole. It's not. Um, death penalty cases clog up the appellate court. There's just really no good reason to put people to death if justice is about harmony and not about revenge. The death penalty mm-hmm. in no way is an, an effective societal tool. It's just a fact. If you're saying, hey, it's a deterrent to doing the worst things, not true. No, it's Studies not. Shown. If you're saying, hey, it's cheaper than keeping a guy in jail for a long, not true. It's not. It's not. The appeal the scores get jammed with death penalty cases. These guys don't get killed till decades after it. It's not less expensive. Yeah, he's been there over 20 years. So uh, there's just no good reason, um, for me at least, and the Thought Warriors out there, please, please, if you have a pro-death penalty argument, I'd love to hear it. Um from my knowledge and from from my understanding, I just don't see very much reason besides something to sort of cement the hypervigilant nature of U.S. justice sometimes. You know, this is what will happen to you type of deal. Do you mm. think there'll be a day when they get rid of it? Uh, no. Mm. I think if there was a day when they were going to get rid of it, I think if society was allowed to actually progress, and this is the interesting thing about, and I'm not as progressive as a lot of people would like me to be. So I'm not the, I'm not a, I'm not in any way making a value judgment on people that I think are progressive enough because I think we all have ways that we're a little bit more conservative than others, right? Sure. Uh, but I don't think that society, I think that now there's something in society, there's an sort of artificial and intentional conservatism that exists in society now where these are people who uh, don't really even have a real, and I'm, this is just the way I feel, don't really even have a real personal or intellectual basis to be the uh, as conservative as what they are, but they feel like their lives exist to be an obstruction to progress. And they're more intent on being an obstruction to progress than they are seeing what they want. And I think the death penalty is going to fall uh, in the, the battleground, on the battleground of those people. Well, okay, why do we need to keep the death penalty? I don't know. I just know we need to have it. Okay. like why? But why, though? How does the death penalty make society better? I don't know. But I just know that we got to be hard on criminals. You know what I mean? Like the same people that, that continue to caucus with political ideology that supports billionaires and not they broke asses. I don't know why. Well, we just need American competition. Okay, well, we, we just need all of this stuff. All of this stuff is great. Was it great for you? Well, yeah, sure. If it's good for them, it's good for me. Well, no, it's really not. Like, you need the minimum wage raise because you've been on minimum wage, this second generation of minimum wage. And it might be a third if this doesn't get raised. You you need it raised. Okay? Uh, no, we don't need it raised. Like, so this, for, for people who want to do nothing, okay, that's you, but who cares? Um, All right. Meg the Stallion. Meg the Coachella. You didn't go. I didn't go. Almost went. Had tickets. Oh, had I couldn't tickets. see You're myself like... sitting in traffic. 
Honestly, I, that, that's really it. I couldn't sit in traffic. You don't want to go? You couldn't see yourself sitting in traffic? So I've go. never been. She debuted a diss song. Did she call it that? I think it was a diss song. I think it was too, but... All right. The, the diss song she has is not a name for the song yet, but the song samples Jodeci, Wu-Tang's Freaking You remix. Freaking You. I want to freak you. Uh, let's get some audio from the song. Well, wait a minute. I got to lay this bitch out right. Okay. This song is very motherfucking personal to me. And it's to whom it made the fuck concern. <laughs> yeah. And I really feel like my lady's gonna fuck with me on this one, so drop that shit. Who the fuck you think you talking to, nigga? Fuck me, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Yeah, fuck nigga. Still can't believe I used to fuck with you. Popping playing bees, cause I ain't playing the beast. Damn, I see you still kicking with them hot bitches. I'm the only reason that your goofy ass got bitches. Okay. That seems to be directed to Tory Lanez. What are your thoughts on that? I thought the biggest revelation in that was that she said, I can't believe I used to let you fuck me. I didn't know that she and Tory Lanez were kicking it like that. Are you being for real now? That's the whole thing. No, I thought he was. I. I, Okay. Well, I guess I've been lost in this whole thing. I thought I knew he said that he said that she was jealous because or or, um, he got caught messing with both of them. But mm-hmm. she, to my knowledge, she had never confirmed that. So I didn't know that they had that type of relationship. I just thought he was just saying that. And frankly, I don't really believe anything that comes out of his mouth. So when she confirmed it, I was like, whoa, I didn't know that that was going on. Did you know? Did Has she ever confirmed yeah. it? She has didn't she confirm confirmed it, it, but she never Thank denied you. it. She never denied well, she, it. But she, but. Okay, but he just said that one thing. She didn't come out and say that. Like she hasn't. They she were hasn't... fucking with each other. That's the well, whole reason why all of this stuff was happening. She never, she never denied it. Yeah, they were. They oh had some kind of little. Oh my god, Meg. Ugh. What? Like, oh, well, I mean, look, I'm not about to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I look. So here's the thing. I like. I know that now, looking back on it. Tory Lane seems undesirable, right? Because of everything that went down. But before this, I met him before this. And you're not fucking with Tory Lane. I wasn't like moved. That. I wasn't moved in that way. I'm just shocked. I'm just surprised. She liked I wasn't him. Moved. I, clearly, it was a whole thing. She liked him. It was a thing that they had going on, and he had apparently a thing, not just with her, but with also friend. a thing with the friend. So he said that. I just didn't believe it. So when she said it, I was like, oh, that was the, that was, was, it's the first time she confirmed it. Can we agree to that? Oh yeah. It was the first time she confirmed it, but I don't, I didn't think that that was under any, like, I thought, I don't think that that was up for discussion. I thought everybody thought I that would that bring was Trudy on, but we've seen Tory Lanez's hair. So we already Trudy know where, where she, yeah. Like we already know where Trudy stands. So but Trudy no Donna, point. you guys knew that. Like Tory Lanez and Meg have been in, in, in some kind of little thing, right? Yeah, I knew. And then I think Kylie was part of that whole story. Like he was 
flirting with Kylie in the bathtub. So I think or not in the bathtub. bathtub. In the bathtub. No, nigga. See, it wasn't the bathtub. They were at a pool party at Kylie's house. See, yeah, exactly. They were at a pool party at Kylie's house. And Kylie was in the pool. And Tory Lanez was in the pool with Kylie. And when they were in the pool, he was flirting with her. And he made this song off that album where he was like, he couldn't help it. Kylie looked like an angel in heaven. <laughs> like an angel. He like said he said, yeah, he said, he said an angel, but he also was like a, he said something like a baby in a manger or something like that too. Okay. That okay. Okay. Um, okay. So dick don't run me. I run dick is what she says. I am the only reason that you got bitches and you's a bitch. You's a bitch. You's a bitch is what she said. Um, I got to talk to you about a picture that Carl Crawford just put up on his Instagram not too long ago too. Go to Carl Crawford's Instagram and tell me what you see on that picture. Carl Crawford is the ex Los Angeles Dodgers uh, player who is the owner of 1501 Certified Entertainment that is given credit for discovering Meg the Stallion and getting Meg the Stallion out of Houston. He is now in a <gasps> contract dispute with Meg the Stallion that's been going back and forth. Carl Crawford blames Rock Nation for being obstructionist and a lot of the stuff that he's trying to get done with Meg. And he has now um, uh, been public about the fact that he thinks she's ungrateful. Just go to his Instagram. It's 1501. Is this a uh, recent po- post or is this a... Um... It's a recent post. It's a recent I mean, post. like, is that a recent video? What video? Do you see what I'm talking about? The the picture I'm talking about is Carl Crawford in the club kicking it with Tony with Tony. It's Lane. a video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, is he is this a throwback video or is this like last night? Nah, I think he said if you read the caption, he's like, look who you run into, blah, 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 blah. So he's kicking it with Tory Lanez. That's <gasps> not hashtag protect black man. Not hashtag, hashtag protect, protect, hashtag protect black, black man. Y'all, y'all gotta chill out with that. Y'all gotta this, we gotta chill not, out with the protect black men. It's not the time to use the hashtag. It's not the time to use right. the hashtag. Meg was shot. I'm not saying don't protect black men. I'm just saying this isn't the time to use it. I don't like it. That's some that's corny to me. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you think Meg the Stallion should have made this song? Didn't Tori make a song? He did. Okay. So Meg to me. Well, apparently I don't know all Meg's done because I didn't know that she was fucking with Tori like that. But to my knowledge, she's done a couple of Instagram lives, some posts, denied some things, said, you know, he was lying. But she's never responded in the form of music. Music is her artistry. Uh, She's expressing herself. I don't have a problem with it. She said it's to whoever it may concern. I, I have no problems with her making a song about this. She's also not the one who pulled the trigger. So, you know, there's that. Don't. So I thought it was in poor taste when Tory Lanez made his diss song. Obviously, I think this is in poor taste too. Not I not in, not not in poor taste in terms of um. In to me personally, and I could be way off base. This isn't like a rap beef situation. To me, this feels more serious and bigger than that. And like uh, if. If she's on there and it's about sort of the issues that we're talking about, and we only heard a snippet of the song, but to me, like, I don't run dick, dick runs me. Like, I'm the only reason why you got bitches and all of that. I'm not trying to, she can do whatever she wants. It's her story to tell, and it's her. 
it just seems more serious than that to me. And I think when I when he made a song about it, my main problem with him making making the song was no matter what he felt, I didn't feel like in anything that he put out or anything that he had said that he was like that he was observing the seriousness of what it is that we're talking about. We're talking about a domestic situation sure. where a woman was shot. And that's a that's a big, 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 big serious thing. That's mm-hmm. a huge serious thing. That's something that to me is more serious than internet insults back and forth. Sure. And I can't tell her how to how to act, but I was surprised. Uh I'm not surprised because again, yeah. music is what she does. Rapping is what she does. She's yet to do anything. Yeah. I have a more a problem, obviously, with him because he is the one who is being accused of pulling the trigger and shooting her in the foot. I have a problem with him because he's trying to flip the script and manipulate the situation by calling himself a victim. I have mm-hmm. an issue with that. With Megan, I don't have that much of an issue with her. He's been talking. He's been like, I, I just have no problem with her making a song. Maybe if she had called him out specifically by name, just because there's a legal case, I would have had an issue with it. Don't have a problem with it. Hmm. Don't I see. have a problem with I see. it. I see your side of it. Uh, did you see Viola Davis as Michelle Obama? I did. Um, just be honest. Just be, you just made a face. Rachel, let me tell you why, because the, the internet is wrong. Everything. Y'all wrong. For whoever, whoever put this compilation together is wrong, because I watched the whole episode. Did you see the whole episode? I saw the whole. I did see episode. the whole episode. Yes, I, I had to. End, I had to do this premiere, so I saw it. <laughs> Whoever put this together is so wrong. You took the worst still shots, the worst video part, and and compiled it all together. The entire episode does. She does not over exaggerate her lips when she, she looks, is portraying she does it. Michelle she does Obama. It she doesn't. She, she does, does it. it. She does it, but she doesn't do it the whole time. So y'all are wrong for making it seem like that. What? She does it sometimes though. Look. Wait, are you saying Michelle pretty. Obama actual does actually I'm does talking it? About Viola saying, Davis. No, she you, does do it. Yeah. But we gotta be careful with these biopics. That's all I'm gonna say. Just be careful. I, I, I that I, scene, I, I, that, that scene, that scene. Just be careful. <laughs> that scene. Uh, Viola Davis, fantastic actress. But you guys you don't want to be it. just be careful. Be careful with these biopics. Man. You have to watch it in its entirety. If you just watch the clip, it is it's like, wow, why would Viola Davis do that? But you have to watch it in its entirety. And it's not that bad. But that scene. Yeah. That was a lot. All right, so we're going to jump out of entertainment, but I do want to have I, I do want to leave with a little message. For okay. people. Somewhere, someplace, there's a person. Okay, Rachel, you're with me? I'm with you. There's a person. I don't know who this person is. This person could be male, female, black, white. From the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. This person is looking around at their circumstances in life and they're thinking, damn. Like, shit is bad out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to come up. Like, I need to come up real quick. I need to hit a lick real fast. You know, it's not coming fast enough for me. I need it. Either they behind, they owe somebody, they got some shit on consignment, they can't pay it back. 
something is happening. This person needs to hit a lick. All right. They got a ratchet. They got a tool. They've been here before, maybe just not in a while. They got a ratchet. You know, they got a tool. They, they got to hit a lick. For this person, wherever you are, listening to the sound of my voice, if you are going to hit this lick, I ask that you choose someone other than the baby to fuck with. I'm asking everyone right now to stop fucking with the baby. Stop fucking with him. This nigga is undefeated in fuckery. He's never lost in fuckery. The girl's brother came at him. That's a win. We don't even want to talk about the Walmart motherfucker. Like, I'm not making light of this. I am actually saying as a warning to anybody who might be trying to come up, who might need it. I get that you need it. I get that it's fucking Robin season in some places. But just don't fuck with the baby. Stop. This nigga is not playing with y'all. It goes the same way every time. So I saw this. I saw. I literally saw a headline shooting at the baby's hut, at the baby's place. Not one time in my mind did I think he was the one who got shot. Like Not one point in my mind. I was like, oh, shit, who this nigga that shot now? And why? Stop fucking with him. Just stop it. It's plenty of niggas begging to get robbed. If y'all got to live like that, please try somebody else. Okay, please don't do it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't do it all. Let's let's, let's not condone that. Question. Um, I was listening to the 911 call. Why did they distort the voices? I've never heard that before. I don't know what he said for, what he here to take, what he here to do. But he's neutralized neutralized until you guys get here. Well, that's a legal eagle question. I don't, I don't know. It came sure. from TMZ. This is why I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. God damn like, it. Well, I'm sorry. No it makes TMZ. sense to ask you. It makes sense to ask you. Donnie, Trudy, do you know this? Did y'all hear the audio? Donnie, you put it in the rundown. Yeah. Did you hear the no audio? Idea. I have no clue. Isn't that odd? Like that. that was know. odd, right? I was. I didn't know if that's a new thing that we're doing. His voice was high pitched. It was sped up. I don't know if he did that. If he had some type of voice changer on his phone. I don't know. Anyways, they all right. try to come in this house and it happened the same way it always happens. This nigga's like Sir Lancelot or some fucking shit. He was I don't like, know. he's on like, the football field. How about that? He was like, he's, I love, he's on the football field. What? Yeah, football field. They're like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, go get him. Like, I don't mean to kill him. Like, he was, he was nice about it. He was actually really nice. I, he was I've nice neutralized, about it. I've neutralized the situation, is what he said. Please pick somebody else to fuck with, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. 
to find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Jedi are being murdered. Now streaming Star Wars Returns, only on Disney+. Plus. I didn't do it. Believe me. She was my student. Let me be the one to bring her in. Now she is a student of the dark side. An acolyte. Star Wars The Acolyte. New episodes Tuesdays, only on Disney+. Plus. Interesting situation, Rach. This happened to me recently. Keisha Lance Bottoms, former mayor of Atlanta, was turned away from an Atlanta restaurant for wearing leggings. She was in there. She went to a restaurant. She tried to go to the Capitol Grill at Perimeter Mall. She said they didn't let her in. She said, I was just turned away at Capitol Grill, Perimeter Mall, because I have on leggings. Some on social media were supportive of her, saying, hey, these dress codes are used to keep black people out of these establishments. Some people said, you know that they have a dress code. Why would you go there with leggings on? Uh, Jamel Hill jumped at, jumped into it. Says she hasn't seen the same dress code at other Capitol Grill locations. Interesting how that particular Capitol Grill has a dress code because I've never encountered one before at a Capitol Grill. And leggings are just casual attire. Some people stay doing the most for no reason. Capitol Grill released a statement. For the comfort of all guests and to better deliver on, deliver on our promise of a refined atmosphere, proper dress is required. Thank you for not wearing Jim Atwat, the policy states. Thank you for not wearing gym attire, sweatpants, tank tops, hats, clothing with offensive languages or images, or exposed undergarments. Rachel? Well, you said this recently happened to you. What restaurant? Chicago Cut. Chicago. Oh, finally we hear something (laughs) negative about Chicago. (laughs) What happened? We have been shooting all day and all night long for the show Hip Hop Homicides. Coming to WeTV. Also, coming next week, Fat, Crazy, and Tired, Tales from the Trish's Transformation, Legacy Lit, coming Tuesday, 426. Um, so I we were shooting, and I'm in Chicago. It was fucking cold. I'm not going to lie. It was 30 degrees. We were sitting on some steps. I was interviewing someone. I was pissed. I was hungry. I was tired. It's a tough shoot on location sometimes. I had sweatpants on because... You know, the warm ups because I was trying to stay warm and I didn't want to move around in jeans because sometimes, you know, whatever. Um, so after that, I had reservation at Chicago Cut. They told me to go to Chicago Cut. So some of us were going to go to Chicago Cut. When we went there, they wouldn't let me in. They looked at me and they said, hey, you have sweatpants on. You can't come into Chicago Cut. Like, you can't come in. It's and daytime. It's night. Okay. I'd say it's like probably like 830. Um, and they said, you can't come in. And I was a little perturbed, you know. Sure. But I left. They have a dress code. I was wearing sweatpants. End of story. Now, is it possible mm-hmm. that they have a that they have a dress code of no sweatpants to 
because they know that we like sweatpants or that we have we like nice joggers that we wear. And because we wear nice joggers sometimes, is it potentially that they don't want no niggas in Chicago Cup? Maybe. I went back there because, you know, I made fun of the people who wouldn't let me in. And they laughed and I laughed. Wasn't that big of a deal. Did, did you see anybody else in sweats when you were there? No, I didn't. I didn't. I saw some people that were dressed so unbelievably casually, though, that sweatpants to me shouldn't be a line of delineation. But they, they had they were like I saw people there that were dressed so casually, so casually that I was like, huh. It seems like white casual is OK at certain places and then black casual is not. There but if they say no sweatpants or if they say no gym attire, can you be mad? Like, Well, I think there's an argument that can be made for leggings not being gym attire because people wear me. oversized sweaters with their leggings. They People put on a heel with their leggings. I, it depends. I don't know what else she was wearing, but it seems like it was in the daytime as well. Also, it's to a mall. So just to be honest, like... How fancy are you with the restaurant being attached to the mall, which is what I think she was also trying to imply. But you're right. Listen, if there's a dress code, there's a dress code. I get it. But I have never been subjected to that type of discrimination because that's what it can be at times. I do think there's discrimination. I think there's a difference between white casual and black casual. Absolutely. But I have seen it happen to my male black friends at nighttime. We go out, go out in a certain area of of town. This is Dallas. I have literally seen my friend denied and they let white men in wearing the exact same thing. They told them no tennis shoes, but that but white men can come in with flip with flip-flops. Yeah. You know what I mean? No kicks, but flip-flops. Black casual, white casual. Right. If there's a dress code, why would you want some nasty flip-flops in? Like that's not cl- that's not classy, but there's a difference. Now, in this situation, did she say uh, that she saw other people dress similarly. I think she did. I think she, I, I, maybe not at that time, but I think mm-hmm. maybe in in the past she's saying she had. And then other people were putting up pictures of other people who've taken pictures of Capitol Grill and tagged themselves, and they were dressed very casual, white casual. Right. There's a difference. So you can come in with jeans and flip flops, khaki shorts and flip flops, but you can't wear leggings and kicks. White people always be casual. They just casual. They just casual. Like everything is casual. Is it? To me. You know? See a nigga in the polo shirt, got the collar flipped up. Nigga, why you flipping up? No, no, no. Nobody's still flipping up their collars. Niggas flip the collars up. White white dudes, they flip the the collar. I don't know what you they flip these fucking collars. Why are you flipping that bitch up, bro? Why are you doing that type of shit, bro? I'm saying like you know this is your country. They're not gonna tell you you can't come to Chicago Cut. They're not gonna tell you that. They'll tell me. They're not gonna tell you. But look, still though, I can't really be mad. This is my only thing. I can't really be mad if it's in writing in the rules. It's like sure. it's almost one of those things that's really frustrating because it's like we know, but damn, it's in the rules. It's in the rules, but when you're not evenly applying the rules, then it becomes an issue. Hmm. That's the that's where I say discrimination. At least in the in the circumstance that I'm pointing out that happened to my friend, it was discrimination. Let's talk about Jesus. It was Easter this it past was weekend. Easter weekend. It was Easter weekend. Jesus 
you know, Jesus was doing his thing, he came back. People don't like the fact on the podcast that we that we like Jesus. Let's keep going. They think it's a problematic thing that we like Jesus. That certain people on the certain people think that. There's more people but than to you each think. I would own. say to I would say sixty percent, seventy percent of the people is a is a gang of people. And oh, by the way, speaking of Jesus, we promised something that we never delivered on, and we still have to do this. We have to what? bring somebody from the LGBTQ plus community on to talk about Lil Nas X and the video, and we're going to get to that. The video of Montero, Call Me By Your Name. We never did that. So we need to talk about some of the themes in church and whether or not I'm being old and folksy and superstitious by not like, by being scared of Satan. So I'm scared of the devil. And so well, that's what that influenced my take on that video. Uh, so we we never did that. And we have to do that. And that's going to be done with, I'll give you, within three weeks, we'll have done that podcast. Within three weeks, we'll have done that. Okay. Uh, don't trust we, you. Uh, Trudy, can you make a note, please? Uh, Trudy, you know what? God damn it, Trudy. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust it. We're going to do that. Forget it as soon as he says it. You We're know Vanna's schedules, honey. Oh, you know Vanna's schedules, honey. Honey. <laughs> you know, you know Vanna's schedules, honey. <laughs> Fuck are you, Jack A? What is this two two seven? Like you know, you know, you know, Van and schedules, honey. What the fuck? Who, like what the fuck? What the what the fuck was that? Sassy? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you the you the black lady friend on the sitcom. Come on, hey, move it. But man, it's over. How you doing, sugar? Ben, hey. like you know my name, so like a truly, that's you, you that, yes. truly, like a, truly, a, an old soul, yes, mm-hmm. and, and tr- Trudy, cousin Trudy, honey, sugar, plump pumpkin. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Jesus. So I like Jesus. You like Jesus? Yes. Let's play Jesus at thirty thousand feet. How great is our God? You like that, don't you? Let me tell you something. I've already talked to, told y'all how I am on planes. I would be pissed if this happened. (laughs) I'm just gonna tell you right now. I didn't care what they were singing. Like, I don't. That is disturbing to me. I like to keep it to myself, quiet on a plane in my own space. If somebody got out playing the guitar, I don't care what you're singing. I don't want to hear it. I would be highly annoyed at the situation. I'm I'm not going to be more than highly annoyed. I'm going to take your guitar. Yeah, I Oh, I'm 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 going to take your guitar. I'm not doing that. Now, I thought that this was Frontier Airlines. Um but no, they were going to Germany. They were going to Germany, so it's definitely not Frontier. Uh, <laughs> so it says in this article right here, it says it's not confirmed whether or not the flight was a commercial or airline or if everyone was traveling with the same religious group on the flight. So I did that. No. Would, you don't. You, you know, don't, you, you you don't know how know, I know that's know. not the case? How? Because if you look at the, the whoever's recording it, there's a man who looks completely disgusted by the entire situation. So I can't, I can't imagine that this whole group was on the same page. Okay. 
So this wasn't on the same page. This video, this video is, obviously it's funny, right? Obviously it's it's funny. Obviously it's hilarious. Because we weren't there. Because we weren't there. This video is also one of the most damning and accurate criticisms on modern Christianity that I've ever seen before (laughs) in my life. Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus would not get up on a flight where everybody is doing their own thing and then start playing his guitar, whether you like it or not. And forcing it on people. And forcing it on people. Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus would be sitting in the seat next to you. He'd be doing his own thing. And if he struck up a conversation with you, he would talk. He would listen to you more than anything, talk to him about what was going on. And then at a time where he felt like it was, uh, it was appropriate, Jesus would make a connection with you. And that connection would be rooted in the good news. Do you know what doesn't make a connection with people? And you know what doesn't make people feel together? Hijacking a plane that they're on and forcing them to listen to something that they don't want to listen to. I don't understand. When a telemarketer calls you within, like during your dinner, it's not that you hate the human being that's on the other side of the telemarketing call. It's not that you hate that they have a job. It's the fact that you didn't ask them to call you during dinner. You don't want that call. All right. And when you stand up like this and force something on people and interrupt them and try to dominate them in this way, it makes you look like you're fucking nuts. I don't understand what the fuck the deal is. And that's the and that's how people joke about Christianity though. This this was a this was a scene out of the movie Saved. Jesus yeah. Saved. I did, this of exactly course. this is exactly the way people joke about Christianity and that people force their religion or Christianity on other people. Jesus would have been passing out earplugs. Yeah, Jesus would have been helping them. <laughs> Look, think about it. You could you could get it popping with Jesus. Jesus was at the wedding. They ran out of fucking wine. Jesus was like, keep the goddamn, let's go. Let's go. Everybody get together, man. You can get it popping with Jesus. You can, Jesus can, Jesus was the one that you want at the party. Cause he had fun with you. He's like, hey, you know, just don't take it too far. Don't do anything that's gonna disrespect yourself or keep you from hanging out with me for eternity. But this right here is the arrogance and the intellectual subjugation of man. This is anti-Christian. This isn't welcoming. If in fact this went down the way, I, that this is this isn't welcoming. This isn't hey, come to me. This is hey, we're gonna do this no matter what you say, and interrupt your thing with our beliefs. So now you'll be less apt to hear from a deity <laughs> exactly that wants you to live your best life. Exactly. That's, that, that's as religious as we're gonna get on the podcast. Shame on them. Shame on Yeah. Him. Yeah. People want us to talk about this. I don't know what people thought we were going to say. Were we going to be into this? No. Shame no. on him. All right. We'll take a break. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. <laughs> 
Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven. And your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Okay, did you watch Kyrie Irving go off? Man, that was such a good game. Yeah. That was, I'm so excited about this series. It made me, as I sat down and watched it, I was like, you know what? I really haven't sat down and watched basketball this season. And I was so into the playoffs yesterday, but specifically into this game. Yes, I saw Kyrie go off. Kyrie went nuts. TD Gardens uh, Arena in Boston. Going to be one of the greatest first round series of all time. And I hate that. Why? Because I want to save it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want this to happen. Oh, you and wish it was there were it. more stakes. Yeah. I wish this was like the Eastern Conference Finals, rather you than mean. you know what I mean. I want to. I want to yeah. build up to this point. Don't give it to us all at once because I mean Brooklyn shouldn't even be number seven, so we shouldn't even be getting this now. We should mm. be getting this later. Mm. Uh so he went nuts. He scored, I think, thirty nine on twelve for twenty shooting. It was just it was everywhere. The game had a crazy ending, which Kalika had to tell me about because I was on the road to go do some work. And um, Kyrie claims, because he flipped off the crowd. Did you see him flip off the crowd? I did. He claims that he was called a pussy and a bitch. Okay. Uh, We got some audio from the game. Let's play audio number one. Often I'm trapping in this situation. I got him in the corner, nowhere to go. This is good defense, a better offense. Knockdown shot in the corner, and then... Little hello to everybody in the building. So that was him flipping the crowd off. After the game, he explained why he chose to engage with the crowd. This Kyrie Irving. It looked like there were a couple times where you gave the fans the, the finger. I'm curious, was there anything that you thought crossed the line today? And are you the kind of guy that gets motivated by kind of going back and forth with the fans? Do you kind of use that internally as uh, something to fire you up? Look, I, I mean, I'm I'm just where I'm from. You know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building. What it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm gonna have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan. But um, you know, when people start yelling "pussy" and "bitch" and "fuck you" and all this <laughs> stuff, it's but so much you can take uh, as a competitor. And, um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that. It's the playoffs. This is what it is. You know, I, I've, I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. Uh, he's right, okay? Kyrie's what right. What is he right Matter about? of fact, he should have given them both fingers. I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with this. Why are we, why, we, as if I'm on the court, <laughs> or, I, or I'm a big fan of the Brooklyn Nets, why is he expected to be the one to keep it together? And these fans are able to spew out all types of hate, all types of criticisms, okay, but just derogatory comments and just 
talk to these players like they're not human beings and they're just supposed to not react. To me, flipping the, flipping him off was, uh, or, or her, I actually don't know who if it was a him or her, but to me, doing that isn't even that big of a deal compared to the stuff that was being spewed out towards him. And I feel like there, if you're not going to shut these fans down, then you need to allow the players to react. It's not like he jumped into the crowd like Ron Artest and went at it with them. He gave them a gesture and kept it moving. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I don't think you should be fined for it. What's the line? So I'm I don't asking, think you should so, be so, able to say anything derogatory. Like, criticize, but like, oh, you suck. Okay, whatever. Like, okay, so you suck is okay. So you suck is but okay. But like calling people out of their name. Is fuck you that's okay? Too, that's fighting words. <laughs> Trudy, so, those are fine. <laughs> those are fine Trudy, words. that's what you fight about. So, so fuck you, not okay. You suck, not okay. Talking about family, not yeah. okay. So any expletives, not okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, any any expletives. So like what about personally towards someone is not okay. What yeah. if what if what if like you're so full of shit. Like somebody's somebody somebody gets fouled. You don't think it's a foul? You're so full of shit. But who are you talking to? The refs or to the player? Either. Because like, but that but I guess like that's more in general. But if I'm looking at you and I'm like fuck you to that person, what if you look different. at a player and you say you're so full of shit? I'm just trying to understand the line here because I, I agree with yeah, you, but there's got to be a line. Fine. There's per, that's personal. You're directing personal. specifically. You're specifically towards someone or family. I think that's it. Okay, I agree with you, but we do need to establish what the line is. When we agree, right? Because I actually don't think "fuck you" is that big of a deal. Like "fuck," I'm hey, here, fuck. If I'm here, fuck you, fuck, uh, uh, fuck you, fuck you. How many fuck times? You. How many times? All the whole time. But see, like, but I can't flick you off and give it back to you. I can I'm flick you. Fine. I don't think the players. I don't think the players. I think we shouldn't. We shouldn't treat the players like China dolls. The players are out there doing their things, and they're, they're like, I, I don't have any problem with him flipping off. But, but I'm just they get saying, fine. But so I'm saying they should be allowed <laughs> to do that if the players are going. I mean, if the fans are going to. <laughs> like so, Kevin's Kevin's my man. You know, I like Kevin. Me and Kevin work together. Kevin had one of the. You, I know you know Kevin. You and Kevin know each other pretty well. Like like it it Kevin <laughs> like Kevin uh Kevin had the funniest moment. In the NBA uh, this season to me. So a fan says to Kevin, remember this? A uh, fan says, yes, yes. is that the game? It's like, yo, it's time for you to take this game over. <laughs> Kevin said, it's time for you to shut the fuck up and watch the game. <laughs> so sit, sit your ass down and shut up and watch the fucking game. That to me felt like it was funny as fuck. And you could tell that these guys are fed up with it. But that's why I asked what the line is. Should we just not, should the players, should fans just not talk to the players at all? Should the fans, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's just funny. Yeah, it's I funny. Think if fans can talk in that way, then the players should be allowed to respond back in that way. But they get fined for it. Either shut the fans up if the players can't do anything, or let the fans talk and let the f- players respond right back. That's, that's how I feel. Or just kick the fans out. Either way. Did you see the lady who, uh, who the two ladies, one glued herself to the court, the other lady changed herself to the court during the Timberwolves? Uh, uh, yes. 
But apparently I mean, there's a message behind this. So I'm So I'm don't gonna... don't be that way. It's a pro animal message. But like how I get we're talking like about what? it. So I guess it's effective. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. So it's effective. I was gonna say there could be other ways, but you know what? We're talking about it. They brought something I did not know that about the the Timberwolves owner. So Glenn Taylor runs a chicken farm. Apparently, uh the chicken farm is being called into question for its inhumane practices. I used to think differently about these people before Bozeman. I'm going to be honest with you. I used to be like, yo, man, whatever. Now I look at Bozeman, the little cuddly wozer, who's just trying to live his best life. Bozerly, wozerly, the wonder pup. I look at Bozeman, and I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. Whatever to protect him. I don't give a fuck. If it's all about, like, I can't stop eating meat. I wish I could. But if it's if, if if it's all about like fucking gluing myself, if if you're asking me, if some guy was, if it's about gluing myself to the court, so that these animals the have like, a, oh, come on, man. <laughs> all right. Um, no van's very serious question of the week again. I'm letting it breathe for a second. I'm slipping. You're right. I'm slipping. There's it's a lot okay. of stuff going it's on okay. right now. It's happening. It's okay. It's uh, okay. Rachel, before we go, I have to say one more thing to Trudy. Is that okay with you? Go ahead. Trudy. Yes. Look. <laughs> it's a time in everybody's life when they realize they're a fraud. Don't not even. I have never backed down from a fight. Now, let's start there. I have never backed down from a fight. It's impossible. That's never been a thing. It's not my fault that my people just fuck with me like that. Now, now, now you're code switching. Now you're trying to sound more ain't against, nobody gangster. Ain't nobody trying to code switch. Yes, ain't nobody trying to code switch. You know what, Trudy Tribe? Come drag him. Come get him. Trudy Tribe, Tri- come get him. We'll see what the truth is. See, does she go side behind people again? There you go. Let other people. There, there you go. Look at her. Let the truth be fight your battles for you. Oh, you're something else. You know what? Take your thing caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye, guys. I'm a lover, not a fighter.